It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Ozzy Albies, he's back. And it's the moment everybody's been waiting for to get back open and cracking at Flowery Branch. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we're looking for in the rookies and the veterans. And last but not least, and for the culture, my voice is messed up. I'm going to tell you why. That's all next. ATL Day Ones. Let's get it. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you. In advance, today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. And coming up in about 10 minutes. Guess what, y'all? Training camp about to get ready to go down. We're going to tell you what rookie to have an eye on outside of Bijan Robinson. But first, we got to talk about Atlanta Braves, T. They get the job done. They continue their streak of beating up on division leaders, T. And, you know, I got Ozzy Albies comes through in the clutch in the eighth inning with a three-run home run after they were struggling against a, another familiar face in Julio Tehran. And the one thing I think about this team, when you're talking about Ozzy going 0 for 16, it was just really good. And especially after what happened Saturday night, you, you it, yeah. this is really good for him to kind of just get back on track and and be that guy that, you know, we talking about that, that secret weapon that, that he can be for this lineup. Yeah, I feel like he definitely redeemed himself. And I like to see it the day after, right? Because you don't yeah. want something like yeah. that lingering Although he seems to be, like Brian Snicker said, a guy whose blood runs slow, which basically means ice water in the veins. This type of thing doesn't bother him anyway. And I always feel like we are all rooting for Ozzy Albies as well because we know that he's the unsung hero. He's right, the guy yes. that you forget until, you re- until he gives you a reason to remember, which is mm. fairly often. But you tend to kind of like put him in the backside because, of course, like in the uh, rear view rather, because, of course, He's in the two hole. So for starters, you're surrounded. You know, you got that guy in the one hole, that leadoff hitter that yeah, everybody that pays attention to, right? <laughs> yes. And now you got the guy who is in the three hole who's starting to heat up, right? And then you yes. got your cleanup guy who's been solid the entire season. So you kind of get, you know, at the top of the order, Ozzy Albies arguably might be the guy who gets lost in the shuffle of Austin Riley, Matt Olson, and Ronald Acuna Jr. But we have said it before on ATL Day Ones, and we'll say it again today. Yes, Austin Riley's your, we need him to be the second half season MVP. 
Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be your NL MVP. Yes, but if you want to know who's the team MVP, the guy that is the glue that they cannot do without him also showing up in field and at the plate, it's Albies. To me, it's it to us, it's always been him. So yeah, he's that guy to where you hated to see him have that dry spell from the all-star break, but on that same token to see both Riley and him break out of that so quickly. You love to see it. Assuming, of course, that just like Riley started going back to back to back, that when the Braves get back to action tomorrow, we'll see more uh, Albies warming up at the plate. Yeah, you know, and the thing about with Ozzy, though, that I love about it, and this is kind of what you're talking about when you're talking about professional athletes wanting to be in the moment, right? Yes. Like, who looking, when you, who do you look to in those moments when they're, you know, faced with certain situations where, like, okay, somebody, when somebody needs to make a play. Yes. And for him, and he embraces that. That's what I love about Ozzy. Like my my wife and I were uh, watching watching the game the other night, and she was just like, "How tall is he?" <laughs> and nah. I was just like, "He maybe five six, five seven, maybe." You know, you know, stretching, you know, stretching with water uh water uh, buckets on his feet. You know, <laughs> he might be five seven, but he's the type of guy that you know embrace that moment. That's that's what you look for. And a guy like Ozzy, because those are some of the things that I really feel like, you know, when you, like all the people you mentioned, you know, are, are surrounding him, right? Like a lot of people will forget, you know, some of the national media will forget, but we will under, we understand like what Ozzy brings to the table. And if he's cooking, and like you said, you got that guy in that three hole cooking in Austin Riley, and you got Matt Olson who's cooking, looking to lead the, uh, the uh, major leagues in home runs, chasing Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. All of those things kind of come into factor and just saying, you know what? We know we got the names that I just I just called out. But Ozzy getting starting to get ready to cook tea, those are some of the things that people need to pay attention to. And this team can be dangerous and continue yeah. to show that, hey, they are the best team in Major League Baseball. Another couple of guys made a, uh, their appearance or a debut, excuse me, over the weekend tea against the Milwaukee Brewers, a guy by the name of Daysbow. Hernandez got out there with three strikeouts, T. And when when you see a guy like that get the call up from AAA, he's a Cuban defector. So the guy just really just appreciative of the opportunity where he, where he is right now. And for him to come out and perform the way he did, T, does your mind start to trickle to the fact that, hey, uh, I know we've been calling for bullpen help and starter help potentially, but does it ease your mind when you see these young guys being called up, coming up and performing like they are? Yeah, because when you can get even one good starter, when you can get one good performance in relief, or if you can get one close, whatever it is that you can get out of them. And interestingly enough, we don't say this maybe explicitly, but I just want to say it explicitly to make the point. Haven't really needed anybody in the infield or outfield or a catcher who's young, right? So that to me is actually a positive. Like, let's just start right there because we know how injury riddled the Braves have been in the infield and outfield last season, the season before it's actually been pretty quiet in the really is really the injury bug has really just hit the the pitching staff. Right. So I just wanted to start by saying at least Alex Anthopoulos does not have big moves to make in that space. Like we had to see him make in their run to the world series. Now that being said, yeah, it's always good to see anytime there's depth and you don't have to go out and make any trades or make any deals of any kind because you already have depth in-house. So anytime they can get someone who's already there, just call them up and say, hey, 
we're calling you up for this particular game. And if they need to send it back down, send it back down. But the fact that you can just call and send, call and send, I mean, I don't necessarily like it in certain instances, like the Michael Soroka going back down. But yeah. I do like the fact that they have the ability, the weapons, the depth to be able to do something like that, where you literally had to say what most people said. A guy by the name of Daisbel Hernandez, because don't play like you just knew they were going to call up Daisbel Hernandez yeah. in, in uh, relief or uh, from the bullpen, or that they were going to call up Alan Winans for a start. You didn't really. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you didn't, you, you didn't, nobody saw that coming. Like, no. like you said, we, this is something that I feel like from an ease of concern standpoint, I really feel like I'm starting to get there because mm -hmm. the Braves can't have so many options. They can just run up there and like, hey, come up here and, you know, give us a game and then you can send you back down and we'll just figure out the rest later. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I think yeah. that when, when you have those type of options, like AJ Minter is getting ready to come back, yep. you know, he may be back before the end of the week. So, mm -hmm. and then obviously Max Free. He's getting ready yeah. to make another start, and hopefully, if everything all goes well, he'll be ready to go too. So, I think I'm starting to move towards that ease of concern. And then, like you yeah. have a guy like Alan Winans, where pitched four and a third. Yeah, you know that, that's 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 some good stuff right there. Like you, you see those youngsters come up like that. So, yeah, and I, you I really need to see it when you get the news that we got about Jesse Chavez moving to the 60-day IL yes, because absolutely. he was on that 15-day and everyone was hopeful. And then we found out that he had a setback. And then yes. he, it was crickets for about four or five days. So yes. you were wondering, okay, is this the setback that, okay, is he going to just, is he going to come back setback? Yeah. Just five days delayed? Or are we talking about going back on the IL? And of course, we found out that he's now on the 60-day. So yeah, always good to see when there's anyone that can come in and just kind of provide some bullpen support. Because the other piece there is what you just said, which is if then you need to give Max Freed another rehab assignment opportunity, you're not as pressed or stressed about how that's going to work out because you can just shuffle a few guys, bring them up and be able to put them, put them up, like you said, up against a team like the Brewers, whose bullpen had not seen any runs hit. It was like something crazy, like 68 and two thirds innings. It was a crazy number yeah. Of innings mm -hmm. that they had gone scoreless. And they broke that streak. Yeah. And they exactly. So for the Braves <laughs> to be able to break that streak and do so in a game where and, and you know, I'm gonna use one of those cornball comparisons, but here we go. We're not talking enough about Bryce Elder. Yes. We're gonna talk about him again because he gave yeah. us a reason to talk about him again. Yeah. So when you see what Bryce Elder was able to do, and then you see what the bullpen was able to do on the brave side. And not the bullpen that was the the vaunted one, which is the Brewers bullpen to get you out of this and get you, yourself another series win. That's a good look. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Um, speaking of good things happening, right? I got to mention this before we, before we yeah. move on. My guy, Fred Crime Dog McGriff, finally gets into the Hall of Fame team. Yeah. They were hating on my man because he had 493 home runs. You know, 500 is the is the well, kind of like the, the marker back in the day, the old standard. Like, yeah, you get 500 more, like you'll get in. But yeah, they was hating on my man. He finally gets in, and when you think about what he was able to bring to this organization, the first championship in 1995, he talked about how that that was his. He felt like it was his biggest accomplishment in his career. So it's just super, super dope experience yeah. uh, seeing my guy Crime Dog get in, T, because he was absolutely my favorite player 
growing up, and he influenced me a lot in the game of baseball. So yeah, yeah, I do. I was out there on that field too, and because of Fred, I was out here trying to dog on hit left handed. When knowing good dog on will, I'm a right handed guy. <laughs> yeah, Fred McGriff was something special. I had an opportunity to meet him a few years back when I was doing a sports. Thanks. Information show. Yeah, man, y'all better I respect T's mind around here. She out here doing her doggone thing. Right. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because you know we talk a little bit about the work that he does in the community, but then just to be yeah. in front of a legend like that, hearing from him, just telling all those great old stories, and it's like, oh my God, this is like one of our childhood heroes. Like he's coming to life, and you know, like before my very eyes. So yeah, it's a little bit of a starstruck moment there to have an opportunity to speak with him. And I agree with you, you know, some of baseball's known for having these weird stats and how they just stand firm on them, like 500, no matter what. But here's the thing that I saw as well. And yeah, maybe it did take him more games than it took Freddie Freeman, but there was a comparison like uh, stat that I saw on MLB Network earlier today. And so many of the numbers, albeit 600 more games, I will say that for, for Fred, but there were a lot of categories where he bested Freddie Freeman. They Mm. both only have one ring. So the Mm. question becomes, okay, if that's the gold standard as well, or that's the bar, the ring, well, they both got it. So why did it take this long? But I do love something that Fred McGriff said in his thank you speech. His uh, shout out was to what happened when he got the call and you know, how he surprised his wife and his daughter, but also for him shouting out that the senior committee essentially of executives and players and former managers, 100% of the vote is what he got. So that was all the validation that he needed for his long overdue plaque to be hanging in Cooperstown. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I ain't going to add anything to that because, you know, like I said, that's my guy. So I'm a little bit protective of, the crime dog, you know what I mean? So I'm the big dog, he the crime dog. How could you dog. not like somebody with that nickname? <laughs> yes, like that's one of the best nicknames out there. Ever. Like, absolutely, yes, ever, 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 ever. And one of the best sports book out there is FanDuel, guys, because this episode, I want to let you know that of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is number one sports book in America. Yes, all you have to do is drop 20 bucks, right? And you're going to get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to 200 that's right. All you got to do, $200. That's it. You know, that's 200 You can spend on everything from the money line to the over-under. How about this? The first home run. The Braves are off tonight. But guess what? Once they come back, you know, you can doggone bet on who's going to hit that first home run. It's going to be Austin Riley. We know he's been going crazy right now, breaking franchise records and all that good stuff. Or is it going to be Ozzy Albies? He hit his first home run since July 4th. Hey, he might be heating up as well. So, Go ahead and head to the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. You don't got to worry about all that other nonsense. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel is an official sportsbook betting partner of Major League Baseball. Yes. And C-A-M-P spells camp. And that's what's going on this <laughs> yes. week up in Flowery Branch. 
If you can't tell, ATL Day Ones is really excited about that because that's when we start seeing the guys in pads and we really get an opportunity to see exactly what the Falcons are working with, especially as we build up to preseason and, of course, the regular season, right? So, yeah, a lot of excitement mm-hmm. about those guys. We know that the rookies reported last week, so this will be the official official when the veterans arrive tomorrow. And, of course, Jarvis and I will be making trips up to Flower and we'll give you guys some insight on what it is that we're seeing. And, hey, if you guys happen to see us, if you go to Flowery Branch, make sure you say hello and let us know that you guys are definitely rocking with ATL Day Ones because we want to hear from you too. Now, of course, all eyes across this entire league, especially Jarvis, was something that we teed up on Friday with so much attention now being paid to the position of running back. And yes. we know that even some of the veterans, Derek Henry, uh, Najee Harris, they all got together this past weekend on a Zoom call to talk about their concerns about that position. So a lot of eyes are on the likes of Bajan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, some of these new guys, and what it means uh, to be a player at that position. So we already know you guys' eyes are going to be on Bijan as well. We're yes. interested to know from you guys and as well as from each other to talk about another rookie because this is a really, we feel like it's a really solid rookie class. Sure. But we also feel like this is a rookie class, no pun intended on day ones, but they're going to have to be day ones. Because the Falcons have these guys, <laughs> the Falcons have a need for these guys, for Zach Harrison, for Matt Bajron and company to be able to produce immediately. So with that in mind, Jarvis, outside of the golden guy, Bijan, who will you have your eye on himself. to see if you can? Yeah, we're, we're going to get him a nickname. Like we're going yeah, 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 yeah. we to we yeah. come up with a nickname for him, guys. And once we come up with it, you all better give us credit for it. But yeah, yeah. What, what, who is it that you're looking to see make an impact? What are your eyes going to be trained on throughout training camp? You know what? The the, the first guy that comes to mind to, for, for me, it has to be Matthew Bergeron because like we talked about the importance of this left guard battle. We talked about that on Friday. You guys check that episode out if you missed it. Make sure you get caught up on ATL Day 1s because you might just miss something. But when you think about Bergeron, though, I, I really feel like he has the tools to be successful. I, I think it's just a matter of him getting acclimated to this system and to the, what Arthur Smith wants or expects from him it, as a rookie. Because one thing that I've learned about Arthur Smith and, and covering this team or covering this regime, he ain't going to give nobody anything. Like, he's not into, hey, we drafted you here, here you go. Like, no, nah, he's not into that. Like, he's, he's, he's going to be able to push those guys and say, hey, here's my expectations. If you don't meet those qualifications – um, you're not going to start. You know what I mean? So I think that – and we have someone who I feel can come in and spot start for a couple of games in Matt Hennessy to, you know, to get the job done um, and until you get your get your mind right or get your act together because here, this is why we drafted you. You yeah. moved up in the second round to go get him. You did that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that – you know, and he's making a position, position change as well. So yes. there are a lot of key factors who I feel that may slow up that process, but he's the guy that he's – I got my, my bullseye right here, T. I got my bullseye right here on my phone. Like I'm going to be looking at Matt Bergeron as to where, what he's doing, and you know what? I always get my little sneak peek as to what to expect when they go one-on-ones because you know that's where I'm going to be. Everybody be like, "Oh, where's Jarvis go?" Because you know I'll disappear in a second. They be like, "Oh, he's over there looking at the offense and defensive line and go at it." Yes, that's where I will be. So yes, Matthew Bergeron. Yes, man, I got my eyes on you, and that's going to be a guy that if he comes in and plays well, people are going to be looking back at that draft pick and saying, "You know what? Whew, he might have a bigger impact than uh, 
Mr. Walk on Water himself. Yeah, and the thing about it is Mr. Walk on Water is going to have his greatest impact, arguably, if Bergeron and company do their job. Because, yes, yeah, if absolutely. he's having the kind of year that we yep. anticipate that he will have and the kind we believe Desmond Ritter can have, it'll be because Matthew Bergeron and company had the year that we expect them to have. Now, right. I agree with you. He's actually the guy I want to look at as well. But in the interest of being fair and kind of giving you guys another option to look at, come uh, this week for training camp, especially the days when uh, the ATL day one family can actually go out there and take a look at these players. I'm thinking about Zach Harrison as well, because hmm. here's the thing. If you look at the depth chart, obviously Bud Dupree was brought in because other than him not signing with the Steelers, yes, still triggered. Um, this is the team <laughs> that you know wanted him just as badly as yeah. the best franchise in the history of franchises. So hey, he hey, comes hey. down with, Come you know, the Falcons. Don't, don't, don't ask. You know, I, you know, I can't let you say that. I'm, people going to be looking at me like, why you ever let her talk about the Steelers like that on our show? Yes. Because. Like a red Templar right there, T. That's what we represent yeah. right here. Atlanta all day. But anyway, well, yes, continue. Sorry. I'm objective. <laughs> so objective people tell the truth. Yes. Shame the devil. But what objective people also will tell you is this franchise is up and coming. So do not sleep on the Falcons. And the reason you don't mm-hmm. sleep on them is because they went after they got the depth that you wanted to see that everybody was saying pass rush matters, get the quarterback on the ground. And they went out and got in all seriousness, a guy that, yeah, was actually coveted by the Steelers to return. And he chose to come to the Falcons and to make that kind of choice. The reason I say that is because that tells him that tells us that he saw something that he thought could be built here in addition to showing, hey, he's still that guy. But right. there's a guy lurking behind him on that depth chart, actually a couple guys. Arnold Ebikechi is somebody that you and I have been watching for a minute. And AK told us, you and I both talked to him one-on-one earlier this offseason, and he he recognizes that the pressure's on him, and he embraces it. He's done a lot to get his body right. He's done a lot to get his mind right. He sat at the foot of, so to speak, the likes of Calais Campbell to see what is it that I can do better at my position to be an impactful player down after down. So you've got those two. And then you have even D'Angelo Malone, who I would say kind of showed signs, showed flashes here and there. Where does Zach Harrison fit in to all of that? Where can they find spaces and places for him, the guy who truly soaks up a lot from Calais Campbell, and how is that going to potentially impact him? So he's a guy that I'm going to be looking at as well, just to kind of see um, where he can fit in. And then, of course, the honorable mention would probably be Clark Phillips, just because as you and I shift into talking about position groups, Mm-hmm. that's the position group that I'm going to look at. But before we talk about the position groups that we'll have our eyes on, what about a veteran, Jarvis? What veteran, especially when you think about the off-season moves, whether it's off-season moves or not, or someone who is already in-house, what veteran are you going to be taking a look at or kind of just putting the microscope on uh, this coming training camp? Oh, it has to be on Ever Katie. Like, like, <laughs> right, let's just stay with else. AK. Yeah, I'm going to stay with AK because here's the thing. Like, you know, he was one of those guys that they – it up for as well. Like Indeed. I want to see why. Like I want to. I want to see why they put so much value in this guy. And they say, "Hey, he might not be here. On what we we picking right now? So we're going to go trade up for this guy and go get him." And you know, he was one of those guys who was down at Senior Bowl. So I got a chance to see him firsthand. So 
That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to see why the Falcons drafted on Advocated because we've seen a couple little things last year. He was mm-hmm. a guy that got close. He got a couple of hurries. Yeah. And, you know, you want to see that turn into – you want to convert some of those hurries into sacks. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So you want him to get home. Like, I don't care about get. I mean, I care about getting close yeah. because, hey, it's a process, right, that you have Indeed. to go through to get there. If you – if you're if you hurrying to the quarterback, that means you're actually doing something right up front. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of what can I do to get that a half step quicker? How can I uh, react to whatever the offensive lineman is doing when he with his hands quicker so I can uh, yeah. be able to disengage and, and, and then get on my get on my tail and go get to the quarterback. So all of those things are things that, hey, he can learn by saying Calais Campbell. Hey, can I do this? Or he can go train with Chuck Smith or, or, yeah. or do it. You know, like all of those extra things that you're not going to be able to necessarily get from your coaches. Like you got to mm-hmm. go outside of this thing because, hey, this when you think about it, T, this is this this is their guy's livelihood. This is their lifestyle. Yeah. Like you have to take this thing seriously. So there are so many things or so many ways you can get better. So if you are sitting 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 at, sitting at the feet of Arthur Smith or, or Ryan Nielsen and saying, "Hey, coach, how can I get better?" Man, you got you got a lot more options than that. Like, yeah, yeah. true enough. You figure out what they expect from you, but you got to go outside of the box, outside of you know the the normal things that you know players normally tap into, mm-hmm. in order to be able to be that guy to say, you know what, I want to be able to get home now. I want to convert some of these hurries yeah. into sacks. I want to be able to learn how to you know be used in a in a way to say, hey, I want to be one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. Yes. Those are some of the things you have to start speaking into your mind. So hey, you can mm-hmm. accomplish those things. It just doesn't happen by osmosis. Right. Like because the more you speak it, the more you're gonna do the necessary things to get there. So yeah, Arnie Abicati is the guy that for me, I'm gonna have my eye all the way on. And yeah. you know where I'm gonna be looking for him. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, one on one. Yes, I'll be there. Yeah, no, definitely. He he, and I think that's a great call too because when we say veteran, oftentimes you think seven, ten years in the league. But in our definition for the purposes of today, and what we're going to be looking at is at training camp is you're not a rookie. That's the definition, and the reason I say that is because I love it. Right, once you get past the rookie year we're going to start talking about you with veteran expectations because now the game should have slowed down you should have had a full off season because you're not coming out of college you don't have anything to do but focus focus and more focus on football so that's where we see you so i'm going to call out an early veteran as well whom i'll have my eye on because yes we know that caleb mcgarry is stellar when it comes to run protection but going into your fifth year we need to see you up the ante in your pass protection so i just want to see how he's moving in training camp i want to see how he's moving when he gets a couple snaps in preseason to see what kind of protection he's actually giving desmond ritter so that desmond ritter can get his job done to get the ball to Drake London to get the guy the ball to the guy who's not on the pup list, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that, I know, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have <laughs> yeah. my eye on him just and, and of course it's easy to talk about, and I that's why I love that you went with AK because it's easy to talk about maybe some of the uh players who were acquired in the offseason who may be on a prove it or mm-hmm. who we may have even seen a year ago and we want to see more from them, but I really like AK as in you're a veteran now. So let's see better in the second year. And I like Caleb, Mike, mine is uh, Caleb McGarry because absolutely. I think that we have to see better pass protection in order for this, this offense 
to not just be the one dimensional offense that people are expecting it to be. But stick stick around, guys, because throughout this week, we're going to talk about more. We'll get to more position groups that we're interested in seeing and any other information or any other updates we can give you guys. Reaction coming out of Flowery Branch will definitely do that for you as well. But again, let us know. I mean, who are you guys going to be looking at? Some of you guys who are going to be going out there to Flowery Branch or some of you guys who are even just paying attention to what you're seeing day to day in that rookie class outside of Bijan. What about the veterans? Is it a prove-it guy, a one-year con contract prove-it guy, or is it somebody that the Falcons already had and you're like, hey, you were right there at the cusp of it. We need you to go ahead and make the move. Tell us everydayers. Let us know by checking us out, of course, on YouTube and dropping a little comment in the chat. And who knows? Travis and I may actually talk about it on the show. And, of course, don't forget to continue to download ATL Day Ones wherever you download your podcasts. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, like, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, got a little weirdness going on with my voice. And, uh, you know, talked about it on show Friday that, hey, my birthday is coming up tomorrow. And uh, to, you know, so going into the weekend, you know, my wife was acting a little weird, you know, like, yeah, um, we got something going on. I was like, what do you mean we got something going on? She said, yeah, we need you. I need you to be ready to go somewhere on Saturday. All right, cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, all right, what do I need to wear? All right, uh, you know, maybe an athletic something, casual, laid back. I was like, okay, we ain't eating. I was like, okay, we're not going to eat, okay, or whatever. So, you know, come to find out, the wife had set up this whole little celebration team at Top Golf and invited all my homeboys, like who oh, I haven't seen wow. probably in like six or seven months because that's just how we get down when we're grown. You know what I mean? We yeah. know how it is. And everybody came out. We had a great time. And, that's and awesome. uh, you know, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. I just want to get your response. But, you know, uh, I went back to my old ways, T, and I, I might need your help. And, uh, but yeah, but yeah. Initially, yes, I, I just want to give a quick shout out to my wife because yes. you know, she just absolutely just gave me a celebration that just made me very, very happy to. Well, I must say that that <laughs> it, anytime you can pull off a surprise, that's like always to me such a beautiful thing. You know me, I'm like a big birthday person, so I'm excited yes. anytime absolutely. somebody gets to get that kind of shine for their day. And also, we were having a conversation this weekend for um, my weekend in Athens. It was very yeah. interesting. And yeah. uh, it kind of took us back to our college days. You know how you get together and you got your uh, your your board games and your card mm -hmm. games and everybody's yeah. just, you know, you got your good food and your cookouts and then you start pontificating on what what else? <laughs> Relationships. So we start pontificating <laughs> on you. You already know. <laughs> it always goes, it, that's where it comes down to. I don't care. You be talking sports, oh, relationships. God, relationships, money, relationships, relationships. It always comes back to that. So always. I came back to that and I told them how you set me all the way straight uh, <laughs> in telling me that, yes, the woman is the prize, Absolutely. but the man is the gift. And so yeah. shout out yeah. to your wife for showing Especially you. Especially a good one. Exactly. Especially now. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you tell me. Y'all see this video? Um, <laughs> no blame. There's a reason for that. So, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, if you have a gift, in your significant other, male or female, it's always really, really good for you to show them that they're appreciated. And then when you think about, and um, I talked to a um, close friend of mine last night to check mm. on him because one of his friends passed away out of the blue. Oh, wow. and yeah, a friend, he pledged him, you know, just 
they're both that shy town connection, whatever, whatever. And yeah. it's very rare that a man will say, yeah, I cried today. And it's very mm -hmm. rare when he says, I say, hey, how are you? And he says, I'm good. And then two seconds later goes, actually, no, I'm not good. And I was so proud of him for yep. telling the tr yep, his good. truth. And I, yeah. I texted him and I was like, always do that. I'm so glad you felt comfortable. The reason I say that is because it is such a blessing to have a circle that if something happens to someone in your circle, that it touches you that way because you all touched each other. And the mm. fact that your circle came out in support of you like they did, that's a testament to you and a testament to the circle you're around. So people, mm. I know that may sound like really, you know, pontificating and like real mm. deep and everything, but look, mm. good friends, lifelong friends, friends that are your ride or dies, they are hard to find. So shout out to your wife for showing you that you are a gift to her, but also your boys for letting you know how much you mean to them. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was, it was like, I was, I was, I was almost, you know, got to the point where I got emotional because like you said, yeah. when you see people that, that had such a, done so many, so many things together. You know, right. <laughs> just to be able to see it come together like that. And my wife put it all together. It was just, just super dope. Now, now for the foolery team. All right. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, how to look, the look gathering, you know, you can get like, I think it was like two hours, you know, um, blocks, you know, for the little areas right. that you reserve. So, uh -huh. you know, things start winding down yeah. and everything, you know, people start looking around and my wife was like, hey, babe, you know, I got to go get the kids and everything. Really, because my father-in-law had, you know, watched the girls and everything. So yeah. she was like, okay. And then she was like, and then it came a moment where I was just like, oh my gosh. It's just an opening. Because she said, she's like, you know what? You can stay. I know y'all can hang. I know you want to catch up with your guys. Y'all can just hang. And then I could just go take, you know, my sister-in-law and everybody back to the house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, and then as, you know, they end up eventually leaving. And then, you know, I start ticking with the homeboys. You know, we start talking and stuff. And come to find out, one of my good friends, you know, my partner, player partner, we used to play right next to each other. Okay. You know, he has an affiliation with uh, <clears throat> Magic City. And, oh, um, my. Okay. Um, well. And, and, and uh, he said he had to go work. So, you know, he he did. I accompany him sure you know, he did. to work for, you know, so he can go handle some Not business. shocking. You know what I'm saying? And I still wanted to talk to him. So, sure you, you did. Know, I <laughs> As the people said, you want to conversate. <laughs> sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> so I accompanied him. To a place that you know what I'm saying, I don't know necessarily go into anymore. And you know, I'm trying to ask you, T, you know what I'm saying? Like, you the homie, you my big sis, you know, like, you know, am I wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, for you know, wanting to accompany my homeboy to go take care of some business, like, am I wrong no. for that? No, because listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. One thing about my first cousin, aka his wife, is we're like, yeah, we, we have some freaking frack tendencies. Yes. For a hot second that you were going to go out and do anything that remotely looked like debauchery that was going to get you in trouble. Trust and believe she would have been like, see you at home, babe, in, a, in about 35 minutes. The time it takes you to get 45, you know, we are in the county. Right? Or 45 <laughs> minutes, right? But no, yeah. that to me was just what you called it, a pass. Like she yeah, was letting yeah, you know, yeah. whatever you guys get into, you know, however you wanted to kick it, 
for the yeah. nightcap, it's all good. Because listen, it goes back to when you got somebody that's a good dude, when you got somebody that you can trust, then you're like, enjoy yourself. Life is about yeah. enjoying yourself and about interacting with your people. And I mean, to me, that's just not a big deal. If it is a big deal, then you know what? You and your significant other probably need to hit the couch and get some therapy because really yeah. nothing yeah. like that should be that serious. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We thank you guys yes. for taking ATL Day yes. seriously. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> I feel like I need to just put a little disclaimer on that. Okay. For Jarvis, who acts accordingly, uh -oh. Here make we go. sure oh. you carry oh. yourself accordingly if you want said privileges. Okay, now I'm done. Yes. Thank you, T, for clarifying. Because, you know, some guys can take that like, oh, yeah. So now, now, you know, I know how to... Uh, conduct myself in those particular situations because yes. of what I've been through in my life. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, yeah. We'll just leave it right there. Um, right there. Yes. Thank you guys for uh, making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. We we ask that you download whatever you get, get your podcast. Appreciate you. We really appreciate that for you in advance. And also, all our everydayers, we appreciate you guys as well. Tomorrow, we will definitely, 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 definitely be talking about you no, know, Falcons reporting the training camp. You know, they're going to have videos and all that stuff. And yeah. people walking up to the locker room and everything like that. But they don't put the pass on the Wednesday. So that's where we'll be. Well, I'll be out there, you know, yes. getting, it, getting it in, getting some information. But, yeah, we'll definitely be downloading as we go through the rest of the week. And last but not least, before we get out of here, if you guys don't do anything else with your lives, make sure that you both share love, show love, and most importantly, don't follow your guys to the strip club because he up here, quote unquote, talking about some business and spread love and all that good stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye, people. <laughs> Just go. It's over. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.